Hello and welcome to another episode of NCC Audio. I'm your host, Nicholas Carlton Chamberlain, and this podcast is about all things audio, from careers to gear and helpful techniques, and about stories about people that I meet throughout my journey here on my life of being an audio engineer. And you have probably noticed that I haven't posted a podcast in a while because my wife, Martha, just gave birth to our son, Dominic, on, what was it, June 14th, around 9.48 p.m. And he is doing well. He is a beautiful and healthy baby boy, and we are just so excited to finally meet him. And so thank you all for your thoughts and prayers over the past couple of weeks, and I appreciate all of your support. And I have a very exciting episode for you all today. I have my good friend and co-worker from Catholic Answers, Trent Horn. Hey, Trent, how's it going? Hey, 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 Nick. It's so fun to be on your show, <laughs> given everything you do to, to make my show. Really, I almost want to call it our show because of yeah. how important you are to make the Council of Trent podcast uh, function as its uh, chief sound engineer. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. And so, everyone, Trent Horn... He is an apologist here at Catholic Answers, and he has his own podcast called The Council of Trent. And so I have been working with Trent on launching this podcast. We launched it about a year ago? Uh, yeah, about a year and a half. I think we started in February of 2018, and now oh, wow. we're, we're past uh, 175 episodes. We're getting close to 200 episodes. Wow. Yeah, time has just flown by. And so I just wanted to give everyone you know, some behind the scenes on how we've created his podcast and how I've created my podcast. And usually I'm the guy behind the board mixing and doing everything. But now I'm behind the microphone just explaining to everyone how I'm you know, going through my journey as an audio engineer. And so now I just want to talk to you about how oh, yeah. I've produced your podcast. Well, it's so important to me because the Council of Trent podcast, my podcast would not be what it is. It would not be the quality that it is without the work that you do. And I'm mm -hmm. excited to talk about that today because I think a lot of people think, oh, if I'm going to do a podcast, oh, I'll just turn on my microphone and put it in a computer and it'll just magically get on the internet, and it's going to be great. But there's so much more that goes into it. And mm -hmm. we've learned a lot in mm -hmm. even doing nearly 200 episodes of the Council of Trent podcast, mm -hmm. For sure. how to make it work. So yeah, I'm definitely excited to talk about how this stuff works for people who want to get into podcasting or just learn more about it. Oh, yeah. So... I have been doing podcasting now since I first started working at Catholic Answers, September 2014. So I'm coming up on my uh, fifth year anniversary, which is woop pretty woop. exciting. Half a decade in the real world. Oh, man. It just seems like <laughs> yesterday. I remember when you came, in, you came in the library to give your opening speech. Everyone, Everybody who works here has to give like an, an opening open address speech. at the staff meeting. And I remember when you came in. You were so excited to work here. I'm like, let's let's see what happens. Yes, I was just telling my life story, and then I was just overcome with emotions oh, you, that came out of nowhere. You got very <laughs> emotional. And this is a tribute to you, Nick. You got emotional talking about... Uh, were you married yet to Martha? Not at that point. No. no, you were just super excited that you get to marry Martha, and you yeah. were just emotional about it. And that's, yep. that is a beautiful thing. Yep, about where I came from and how I got to that point in my life. Yeah, it was very nerve-wracking, but it has been a beautiful journey. And so since then, my job here at Catholic Answers is to be the audio engineer for the Catholic Answers live radio show. And every day we have a two-hour radio show, 
and then I have to upload that the next day as a podcast and I have to go through and make sure it sounds, you know, pretty decent. So I've been basically uploading these radio shows, you know, for five years. So I have the understanding of podcasting. Mm. And then it was time for us to create podcasts from scratch. And I was like, oh, it shouldn't be too hard. And so we moved on to Catholic Answers Focus. Mm -hmm. And then we had a couple other podcasts within that time frame. And then we came up into, you wanted to start your own podcast, I remember. That's right. And so what was the brainstorming behind that? Like, how did we develop that? Well, I remember I, I had wanted to do a podcast for a while to have something to offer people. And I thought at first, okay, maybe I'll do it outside of work time. Mm -hmm. But uh, my, my time and my family is extremely limited. Yeah. So I figured, no, let's find a way to make this a project here at Catholic Answers. And so we, we put our heads together and originally just started, uh, you know, we started with, with once a week doing that. And I remember, it's so funny, our production times for the Council of Trent have really shrunk. So mm -hmm. when I used mm -hmm. to do episodes, I think they were 15, 20 minutes, uh, and I would come in here in the studio and record them, and you would sit down and, and edit them and add in the bumper music and add in everything. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that it, it takes a certain amount of time. But now we've really been able to, to streamline the process. And mm -hmm. it, so I think that's something we can definitely talk about for people who are wondering... How in the world does a podcast even get made? Like, how do, how do you make a podcast? Like, how did I get started with my podcast? You know, got to come up with an idea of what you're going to talk about, right? Mm -hmm. But then technically, how do you even start it? It goes a little deeper than just plugging your microphone into your computer, which you can. But then already right there, you're like, well, how do I plug my microphone into a computer? Because then you got to do a bunch of research Oh, on which kind of microphone how am i going to get it into the computer how is it going to record mm -hmm. and so it's a pretty tedious uh process to actually go through everything that could be in your budget and what's going to sound the best what do you what yeah i started originally on the podcast because i was in phoenix uh, mm -hmm. i was working remotely when we did the very first few episodes oh, i yeah. remember starting i think with the blue yeti yeah, you started with the Blue Yeti, so that's a USB microphone that just plugs straight into the computer. And then how did you record your voice onto the computer, or where did you record it to? I think, you know, I started with the Blue Yeti, and I think I might have used uh, GarageBand. GarageBand, I yeah. might have used, you know, the, the down and dirty, easy podcasters software, GarageBand, to make it happen. But honestly, Nick, I was not that impressed with... I mean, the Blue Yeti is a good microphone, but I just wanted that real crisp audio sound like we get right, right here, here what studio. we're, what we're yep. doing. So I think what I was doing at that time when I lived in Phoenix, I was doing the Catholic Answers Live radio show remotely, and mm -hmm. I had the Comrex unit. Yes, yes. So, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong about this, the Comrex allows you to send a signal over internet, and I was able to plug in one of these, you know, bigger condenser mm -hmm. microphones into it. Yeah. So so it sounded way better, and then I just, I think I just ended up doing the podcast audio that way to make it a lot cleaner. Yeah, a lot of, a couple of those podcasts, you would record it from your bedroom, and then I would connect with you on the Comrex, and then I would record it here on my computer here in That's San right. Diego while you're in Phoenix. Yeah, so we, we started yeah. doing that, and then eventually after i got back here because a few months later that was the very beginning of the podcast a few months later when i arrived here in san diego we, we were doing them in the studio a bit i would yeah. re reserve studio time but then eventually i realized my office is kind of in the center part of the building it mm -hmm. has no windows yeah. so it's almost like a little sound booth because it has bookshelves 
that absorb sound. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, you would know more about this because a lot of people, when they record a, a podcast, it sounds terrible because they're in a bad location. Yeah, even if you're in a closet, you're still going to get a lot of weird frequency buildup. And so as an audio engineer, I'm able to listen to those different podcasts. And if you need help edi- editing those podcasts, you know, I'm able to find those certain frequency that frequencies that are just that are just over, I don't know, that are just super annoying sounding. I don't know how to explain it. Mm-hmm. But just make it sound tinny or like, wow, they're in some room. It sounds dead. It sounds gross. Yeah. So you do need, you know, when recording your podcast, something lively, but still without a lot of different frequency buildup or too much reverberation. So it doesn't sound like you're in your bathroom or in your kitchen. Yeah, because you know? then you'll start hearing an echo of yourself if yeah. it's just an, an empty room. Mm-hmm. I mean, the same thing. We, we don't notice this. Like, I remember when my wife and I, we bought our home here in San Diego. You stand in a room and you're talking and you hear a mild echo. That's mm-hmm. when you're in a brand new house, you don't have furniture. Then once you get furniture in there, it's you don't hear that anymore. It's kind of mm-hmm. the same thing in yeah. trying to figure out a recording studio. Yeah. So even here in the studio, you guys have these these baffle things up on the walls. Yeah, we have some quadratic residue diffusers. And so it... Fancy, <laughs> fancy. All the frequencies hits those and then it disperses equally. So there's not a certain buildup of a certain frequency. If you came in the studio, folks, this these a quadratic frequency diffuser a residue dif- diffuser qrds qrds quadratic yep. residue, residue diffuser they look like weird uh <laughs> wood postmodern wood block art but it does it, does. it, it helps yeah. though even in my office i don't have the baffle but i have it's smaller yeah. and i have a ton of books and though the books act just like the qrds over there yeah and then in our room we also have the sound baffles which absorbs the sound so it doesn't sound too echoey which i still think we could use some more sound baffling in here because when we have guests who talk too quietly and i turn them up i still i still hear a lot of room noise Mm -hmm. so yeah that's the first step of a a good podcast is good is to get a great sounding dialogue with your voice a good voice recording right what do you mean a dialogue with your voice that's that's an interesting phrase you use well in the film industry when you're recording your voice, you call it your dialogue. So I was like, I was just going off of that. Right, okay. So recording dialogue. Oh, yeah, like in film, because I used to do film back in, oh gosh, 2003 through 2005. Uh-huh. In Scottsdale Community College, I was in the film program there. So okay, we yeah. did, we learned about ADR, which is automatic dialogue replacement and mm-hmm. things like that when you're when you're recording sound. For my final for my final project, I had you had to make a student film, and this was on sixteen millimeter film. Mm-hmm. Like it was a really cool thing. We uh, it wasn't like video cameras. Like I had I had to check out like a five thousand dollar camera that you put a reel into. Uh-huh. You know Kodak film. I sh- I shot it. I shipped the film to Bakersfield. They developed it, and it came back to me. And I had this reel then to. Wow. Then I was transferred over to a digital tape to to edit, and I was such, and I was a numbskull. For my final project, I did a short film based on Where's Waldo. <laughs> so it was just the idea of, but it was a really sinister, dark, gritty reboot yeah. of Where's Waldo. So, oh uh, so anyways, that, yeah, <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to dig up the old the old video files. So when it, so then when you let's say you record and put it in the studio, for me, I record it. I feel like you're the one who makes the magic happen later when you're when you're playing with the file yes in post-production so when we originally started um, with the council of trent trent would just record his voice and then i gave him a bunch of helpful techniques on how to make it sound better and like which microphone to use and we right. were able to get you a, a good sounding microphone but you can still have a great sounding podcast without 
a super expensive microphone. There are microphones out there that you can use. So once you do have your voice recorded, um, Trent would then send me the voice file, right? Yeah. And then I had to, we went on premiumbeat.com to find the music that really fit with your podcast, which that also took kind of a while. Yeah, but I think that's important. If you're doing a podcast, you should find music that really represents mm-hmm. the theme of the podcast, your personality. So when I went out there, when I heard the theme for the Council of Trent, I think its description was like upbeat, motivation. To me, it sounded, it had a nice quasi-cheesy 80s style <laughs> to it that makes me happy. Yeah. And that's my personality coming through. And so that that works for me. But for anyone else, I mean, you can spend hours going through a lot of yeah. this this royalty-free yeah. music. But I think it's important it to find the music that really fits the personality of your podcast. And so once we found the music, Trent sent me the music file, and then I went through the file to find the best portion of the music that would work well with the intro and any um, in-between segments and then the outro. And then after we got the music and the intro and outros that I wanted to use, we had to get a, um, a voiceover. To, you don't have to do a voiceovers, but I really think it makes your podcast, you know, go to the next level. Oh, it sounds so it professional. I, when I listen to podcasts and I hear that, I feel like, ooh, who sponsored this person? I yeah. mean, it, it helps you to see this is not some guy in his bedroom cooking up stuff. I mean, uh-huh. it it adds, a, you know, legitimacy to it. So, yeah, you can go online and find these voiceover people. I, I almost want to try this at some point. Yeah. You know, um, you're listening to the Tetris Forever podcast. Uh, for more information, <laughs> like I, I, maybe I'll try voiceover work at, no, at it's some fun. point. So um, just to let everyone know, we did use voicejungle.com. So that's been working for us. And there's a lot of different other websites out there to use, but we did use them for Trent's and for Catholic Answers Live's uh, voiceover. Yeah, we just send them the script and say, mm-hmm. hey, I need a, we list, you listen to sample voices and you see one, so it's at voicejungle.com, listen to a sample voice, ah, oh, I like how this person sounds. Yeah. You send them the script and they get it back to you pretty quick. And if you like the sound of my voice, you can just go ahead and email me at nick at nccaudio.com and I can do voiceover work too. Do you do voiceovers Maybe. as well? No, I just, I don't know. I'm talking in a microphone. I can do it though. Oh, <laughs> now okay. apparently. I don't know. That'd I, be fun though. I've also thought about wanting to do it. Maybe do character voices like for cartoons I or animation. I think that, that would be like my dream job. I don't know why. If I could do, you know, like play a character on King of the Hill or some kind of fun cartoon back in i would love to do during that. my community college days so when i was in the film program one of the professors recruited me actually to do voice work for a it was like a a one shot puppet show episode oh my gosh and so i was rec- tasked to record a voice for one of these puppets oh my gosh <laughs> I, i've never i've never seen the final product actually and it sounds terrifying but if you see a weird puppet out there that kind of sounds like me that you're you're right. Uh, well, I was I did like this teenage voice that is based loosely on the the guy in the Simpsons who works at the the Krusty Krab not the Krusty Krab okay Krab, yeah the the Krusty the, the Clown's <laughs> burger place who's going through puberty yeah. and his voice is always oh crazy. I'm sorry sir I don't think that's such a good idea <laughs> oh maybe we should do this I I don't really know so so that was so that was the voice that I that I used oh for that so gosh. I so I have the 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 teenager voice yeah. oh I don't know sir. <laughs> Um, I also have one that's loosely based on Salah from uh, <laughs> Indiana Jones and Last Crusade. Ah, Indy. Very, very dangerous, Indy. 
I am the monarch of the sea. I am the fruit. <laughs> so, I mean. <laughs> you have a lot of voices. Even when we listen to you on the radio, you're always uh, imitating people and using those voices. My impersonations are <laughs> tremendous. <laughs> Beeble. Not the people, Nick. Beeble. Love my impersonations. <laughs> tremendous. Oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. All right. So, we're talking about how to make a professional sounding podcast. Right. We go through the get a great sounding uh, voice file. You get your music for intro, outro, and for what else you need it. You get your um, professional voiceover for intros and outros. And next, after that, I have to go through and then I will nitpick everything. Right. So, I will go through and make a podcast just sound perfect yeah so when people know this is interesting this is the hard part yeah so because you handle other people's podcasts and not just my own uh Mm -hmm. so right now what's interesting is we used to send you when i used to just do a weekly one you'd go through and do a lot of the the editing trimming the ums the ahs the the breaks Mm -hmm. we haven't had to do that as much recently because now that i've done this for over a year you actually haven't, I've been able to loosen your workload a little bit because yeah. I record the podcast now before you used to have to drop in the music, the audio clips, mm-hmm. and you probably do that for a lot of other podcasts. Yeah, so that's not too difficult once I have that place, like where the music should be. Yeah. The hard part is when I get the voice file, I have to listen through it and I listen through it in real time Yeah. and I have to make people start over, people start over, people start over, and oh, I have yeah. to go through and I have to delete each one and I make all the gaps super smooth. I make sure there's no pops or clicks. I remove all the noise. I will do all the EQ that's necessary. And I have, over the five years, I came up with a good system on all the dynamic processing that I need to use. So I kind of streamlined that. So what is, oh, so that's, because yeah. sometimes I'll send it to you and that's what I love. I'll send you the audio. Yeah, And then I, what I do uh, when I record it, so I'll, I'll sit down and normally I actually do the podcast in about one take. And yeah, so th- Trent's crazy, everyone. He <laughs> does a podcast, a 30-minute podcast in one take, and I will not edit any spaces or gaps or coughs. I just, <laughs> it's crazy. No, no sometimes in my podcast, so I will, like if I have something stuck in yeah. my throat, what I'll do is I'll just stop. And I, I'll just be quiet for about five seconds. And then you look in the audio file yep. and it's easy to see, oh, there's the place where yep. I have to quick take that out. Or I think today, actually, I need you to edit a podcast in a clip. Some people are swearing. So you're just going to add that nice little tone. That 1K hertz tone. Yeah, I'll yeah, add that. To, to add over that. So you're giving me more work today. Shoot. Yeah, just, oh, just a little. But otherwise, for, for a lot of other people, when you, you send it, they've got to do the the start and the stop and, yeah. and doing all, all of the clipping and yeah, that can be time consuming, but it's important. You got to have that. Otherwise, yeah. you've got bad quality audio. I guess to let everyone know so, someone will send me a 15 minute raw, unedited voice file. That 15 minute file can take me up to an hour and an hour and a half of my time to edit. And a lot of work goes into editing these podcasts to make them sound professional and ready. Because it's not just taking out where, where people like me make a mistake. Mm-hmm. I still don't fully understand this. I just know it's magic what you do. Because I write in the notes, like, let's say I do a 30-minute podcast. I didn't have to stop anywhere. Mm-hmm. And what now, with my, I have a Behringer soundboard, so I mm-hmm. add in the music and the clips live as I record. Yes. A lot of podcasts, I'll send it to you, and I just say, 
uh, hey, Nick, uh, episode went well, just needs an EQ and compression, mm-hmm. equalize and compression. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I know compression, you're making it a smaller file to upload. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand. I, I get the idea, but I wouldn't be able to explain to someone how to equalize my podcast audio. Yeah, so sent, um, yeah, so Trent will send me the audio file, and it does not sound good to be released to the podcast world. So it needs to sound podcast ready. So he'll send me, and I'll look at the, the WAV file, and it'll be maxing out around negative 20, negative 17. So the WAV file is like when you look at an uh-huh. audio file on a computer, you see <laughs> yeah. little, just for people who've yes, never no, heard no. of this. Yeah. It's not like ocean waves. But <laughs> no. but it's like, it's because sound, uh, yep. you know what, I need to remember this. I was at the science museum with my kids a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And sound, maybe you maybe you know this because you're an audio guy. Sound, there, sound and light, uh, they travel in waves. They travel in different kinds of waves. So I know that sound and water actually travel in different kinds of waves. Water is circular. Sound, I think, is longitudinal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If that sounds about right. There's like longitudinal. I don't know. I'm doing it with my hands motions. It goes up and down like a, or it's like compression and I don't know. I'll get so, into but, that in so, another podcast. I'll explain the science behind how yeah, sound waves but when you, work but if everyone's when you, interested. Right, but when you look at the audio, because I've seen this on GarageBand, uh-huh. you can see the actual waveforms. You see where the sound is peaking, yes. going up and yeah. down. And so here, you have to go in and fix that. Yeah, so I'll go through, I'll do my magic. It's shift A. Don't tell anyone else who's li- listening. Just kidding. So in I use Adobe Audition, and I have multiple um, dynamic processing um things that I do. Mm-hmm. So I will normalize it. I will hard limit it. I will do compression to it. And this compression is um, dynamic compression, not right. data compression. So like where there's peaks are too intense, I'll eliminate the peaks and then I'll raise the overall level and I'll just do a couple more little magical touches that make your podcast sound great. Yeah. So it handles the volume, mm-hmm. the pitch of my voice, a little bit of the tone. So mm-hmm. it just sounds a little bit richer. It mm-hmm. always sounds a little fuller after you you play with it. Yeah, yeah. With all that dynamic processing. I don't touch too much EQ with your voice because it already sounds great going through the microphone and like the mic <laughs> Well, there's there's other reasons my voice sounds great, Nick, when it goes through the microphone. Some people just have podcast voices. <laughs> no, uh, it's true. What are what are some of because you do other people send you podcasts all the time to edit yeah. though. Uh-huh. And so what are some of the annoying things that you have to do on the EQ thing on the EQ end? Oh, a lot of times um, there are super intense S's. And so then uh, the the sibilance is so bad. So I'm doing it, like, trying to overdo it. Right, yeah, yeah. And so I have to find that certain frequency that it's really popping out or it's like, oh, it's ear-piercing. Right. And then I I use a multi-band compressor. So that means I – so that frequency of the S sibilance will be anywhere between 5,000 to 7,000. And I'll take that little frequency band and I'll – add a little compression, not a little, add a lot of compression. So as soon as that frequency peaks and hits the compressor, the compressor will take it down and so it doesn't hurt everyone's ears. Yeah, so is that like the the weird S whistle, like someone's talking like yeah. that? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, that could be annoying. <laughs> and then another one, um, just room tone, just overbearing room tone that I'm just like, every time they're talking, it's just that oh, frequency that just you builds just hear up. Like, <sighs> is that- yeah, well... 
like that like, would like, be noise. That's room noise. What that'd do you mean by no- okay? What do you room mean by room tone? Would be like, oh, I'm gonna talk. Hold on, let me. I'm gonna talk inside my coffee cup right now, and I don't know. It sounds too muffly. I don't know. If you if you hear example, <laughs> oh no, I, just I, try I see to make the everything difference. Sound clear. Yeah, I see the difference. And like, what? It sounds like he's under a blanket, or you know what I mean? There's the frequencies are just going everywhere, and they need to be cleaned up. Basically, it always amazes me what you end up cleaning up in the podcast and what the final product is, both in the quality of the sound to make it richer and sound better, and also the quality of the production and editing out where people are making mistakes. I think people, some people will send you 40 minutes of audio and you only get like, what, 18 minutes of a show back? No, that's true. Oh my gosh. And I'll just, that takes a long time, just for sure. A lot of people have a lot of just repeats, repeats. I have, um, what are the, just like word fillers, you know. I say you know a lot. You know, you know. I'm trying not to say that as much. Oh, I'll take away. You I know, call those. Ums. I call those verbal hiccups. Verbal I try hiccups. hard not to allow that to happen to myself as well. But yeah. I'll say um, or like. Although as a public speaker, I've had to train myself. That's why you don't have to edit my podcast as <laughs> much. One, I don't mind if they show up. I'm a normal human being. This is how I would talk to yeah, people. Yeah, and yeah, I try to make the podcast sound normal. Also, right. not like some robot, because some people also take out their breaths completely. That sounds so unnatural. Oh, weird. If it's a super loud breath, I'll just, you know, tone it down a bit. And, you know, it's just it needs to sound natural. Like mm-hmm. I'm, you know, talking to someone face to face. And then if I'm talking to someone, I'm not going to like be really this close to them also. So I'm not going to make it sound like this. I want them just to be... I don't even know if that made sense. <laughs> just no, I clean get it. and well, clear. And well, just... you have to think nowadays when people listen to podcasts, they a lot of them listen to it through noise-canceling headphones, through high-quality. Yeah. Even Apple earbuds will give you good sound. You'll be able to tell. Whereas if you listen on the little speaker on your computer, mm-hmm. you know, you might not I catch stuff. For... Yeah, but if you start listening on, on headsets, like you yeah. can, the annoying stuff will really start to catch up to you. Yeah, and especially if something is over compressed and just they eliminated all the dynamics and it's just really gives you a headache so i still try to keep some dynamics in there to make it um, just breathable so you're not getting a headache when you're listening to our podcasts with headphones and i want it to sound great on all devices whether you're listening through your computer speakers on your car speakers i make sure the podcast will sound great on all platforms I like it. And you do make mine sound great. That's what I've been super happy about. And it's neat to learn all the different things that go into it. Because like I said, I just record it. I do my best to make the environment good for you. But it would not sound the same without just the little magic that you do on the mixer to make it make a podcast worthy. And then what's funny is then by the time you get there, though, you're still not done. Because Mm -hmm. the final thing this is something we used to do. And now we've, we've streamlined this you have to upload it and you have to do it in an efficient and understandable way for people to even download the podcast at all. Yep. So I have a MP3 tag. I put in all the metadata. So the title, the artist, the time, uh, the, the date. And then I, you have to upload your podcast to your hosting site. So for us, we use SoundCloud. Yeah. And then in SoundCloud, you have to make sure all the descriptions and the titles, they're correct. And then... When you're first starting with the podcast, um, you after you have all that uploaded to your hosting site, for example, we use um, SoundCloud, you have to then take your RSS feed, and then that is what you plug in to the iTunes um, podcast. Oh, I'll get into this on another podcast on sure. how to actually 
upload your podcast to make it turn into iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, radio, radio podcast. Yeah. So that was, that's the next step is just uploading it after I've done all the editing. Well, it's nice you showed me the MP3 tag because yeah. now when I do the episodes, I send them to you. We use SharePoint, so just kind of an online Dropbox system. Yep. I just upload the unedited, uncompressed wave file. Yep. You you fix it and send me back the untagged MP3, and I can just tag it on my computer. Because a lot of people, if you just upload it, what's nice with the tag is that when you get the file, like if you download the Council of Trend at home, it's got my little logo in it. Yep. It's got the mm-hmm. data for your, your iTunes player. It's not just some random computer yeah. name that shows up. Yep. So you actually have to input the photo and the description so it will actually show up on the iTunes podcast and Google podcast player. Mm-hmm. So that takes a lot of work. So it isn't just, you know, record your voice and be like, all right, that's a podcast and upload it. There's a lot that goes into it. And here at NCC Audio, that has been my goal is to help people produce podcasts. Like yeah. that's one of the aspects of NCC Audio that I love doing is producing podcasts. And the other one is to mix and master music. Just the other day, um, Chris Check's son, Nick Check, he sent me his final mix down of the song they've produced. And I went through and I did the final master of it. Yeah. And it just brought it to the next level and it sounds great. Another aspect of NCC Audio is um, people send me their video file with all of their um, the audio files with it. Mm-hmm. So they'll send me the dialogue, the sound effects, and the music, and I'll go through and I'll adjust all the le- levels and make it sound great from scene to scene. Oh, you mean like for people who have video projects? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so important because yep. when I used to do video back at you know community college days and beyond when I did video work, I always felt that in video and film, audio is 60% of it. Yeah. Not 50 50. Mm-hmm. When you have bad audio, I'll watch a movie or a video. Even if the visuals are great, if the audio is bad, I, I can't watch it because mm-hmm. audio carries film and video so much. It's so important. And I get so annoyed when someone makes a YouTube video and they put all the effort in the video yeah. and the audio is just terrible. Yeah. So I've been learning a lot about that. So, you know, I just love all aspects of audio. I mean, I didn't know I was going to be an audio engineer. I thought I was going to be a drummer in a rock band my, <laughs> and be a rock star. But then, um, you know, I've been doing this for five years now, and I decided, you know what? If I'm going to go down the audio engineer path, I might as well learn as much as I can and put all my effort into it because that's where I see all my gifts and talents going towards. And if you lose an arm, you could go back to becoming a drummer. Yeah, you know, just de- like Def Leppard. Def Leppard, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then another aspect I love doing, I still play music, and so I'm... I also compose music for um, for film and video. And so uh, Brandon Manderson, another coworker here at Catholic Answers, and I, um, he has a video that's going to be released on July 25th and the Grossmont Center here mm-hmm. in San Diego in the, where is it, La Mesa area? Yeah. And so I composed the theme music for that um, short film that's going to be showing. So I have a lot of, um, you know, just a lot of desire to really continue to grow in my skills and gifts as an audio engineer and to help out everyone mm-hmm. else who needs help in, with anything audio related. Well, you've helped our show, so I know you can definitely help uh, a bunch of other people as well. It's uh, good work, my friend. <laughs> thank it's you. good work. Hey, Trent, thank you so much for stopping by and being on the NCC Audio Podcast, and it was great 
uh, chatting with you. Thank you so much. Oh, always happy to be here. And I got another episode for you to edit here. I'll be sending it uh, <laughs> right after we record. And then um, where can we hear your podcast at oh, Council of Trent? Yeah, people can check out my podcast and hear uh, Nick's fine work there mm-hmm. at TrentHornPodcast.com. People can subscribe to the podcast for bonus content, but it's also available for free on iTunes, Google Play. That is TrentHornPodcast.com. And if you're interested in any audio work or have any questions for me, please feel free to reach out um, at Nick at nccaudio.com. Follow me on, you know, all the social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and I'm getting back into it. I've been in survival mode the past three weeks trying to keep a little child alive with my two-year-old trying to keep her alive. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Peace out. <laughs>